The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 189. Today's date is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. We are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and please say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you're new to the channel, new to the show, new to the the madness that is, uh, let us know where you are and all of that. And we'll try to get you a shout out. If you have a question or a comment that you want answered or being read, uh, if it's relevant to the conversation, go ahead and tag one of us uh, that's in the panel, and we'll try to get that, like I said, relevant information uh, asked and answered if we can't answer it and all of that jazz. You can call. Yes, you can call into the show or text on the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at, gun, at theguncleaners.com. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran and you are in that darkness, in that hole, and you can't find that light or starting to question if there is light out there, first of all, please feel free to contact me, call me, text me, email me, whatever, 24-7. I can't give you medical advice, but I can probably be a decent ear, and we can talk through some stuff. But if you are looking for a good a good place, um, we can go through our wristband there, support our veterans with a veteran crisis hotline. Uh, remember two things. One, you're not alone. We've got a lot of brothers and sisters out there that are willing to help and make sure that you uh, understand the big picture here. Maybe you've lost track of that big picture. But two, the uh, the world is a much, much better place with you in it. So contact the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. And uh, we are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. So if you want to find out more information about what it takes to earn the title of United States Marine, visit the website, marines.com. And we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network out there. It's a great place for uh, pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-2A podcasts. A lot of your favorite podcasts are out there. So go visit selfdefenseradio.net. I almost got through with that without making any mistakes, but I'm just not quite smart enough to get all the way through. But um, it is what it is. Let's say hi to our quasi uh, co-host here from the great state of Texas. Um, had a decent podcast today, kind of updating on the constitutional carry. Everyone kind of knows what's going on that in Texas. Hope that gets us. I think we'll talk about this, Clover. But, you know, we talked about this on the phone that I think that you know, there's been 20 states, including Arkansas, that are now constitutional carry. Right. But if we could get like a state like Texas that's massive and all of that, that might be huge for the movement. We already know that even if Texas does do it, then regardless if we have the quote unquote the majority of states, we have definitely the majority of the landmass of America 
uh, in constitutional carry. And is that send a message to Washington? You think? I think it can. I think. I think more than anything. I mean, Texas. Uh, Texas tends to pride itself on leading the way in a lot of different things, and on constitutional carry, and, and let's face it, on Second Amendment rights in general. Do we have some perks that a lot of other states don't? Yeah, absolutely. Are we behind the curve on a lot of things? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's more than anything where my thought process with all this is going is we, you know, I don't care if Texas, you know, gets out and 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 actually leads the pack or not, um, but from a standpoint from a lot of a lot of other states look to texas and so to bolster the morale i think uh to keep momentum moving forward and, and make no mistake the momentum that we've got with constitutional carry is unbelievable this session and that's why i had to go live earlier and tell people to get out there and contact these yahoos and and let them know get this thing to the floor um you know this thing about not even bringing it to the senate floor because yeah. the lieutenant governor thinks whatever he wants to think or is talking to whatever person he's talking to is BS. You're circumventing the process. The, the people elect our representatives and, and senators to vote on things. Put it on the floor. The cards are on the table. What happens, happens. Absolutely. Um, don't, don't try to, you know, and, and I think, honestly, and I said this in the podcast earlier, I think that, it's political gamesmanship. Um, it's it's political theater. Uh, a lot of people get way too wound up in negative think without knowing, as as we've said many times before, without knowing how the gummy bears are made, right? Um, and without knowing how that political game and everything is played. And and I'm honestly there's there's a part of me that's like that's what's going on. Like this particular senator and. And the lieutenant governor, you know, they've got some kind of little game going that they're trying to cover some bases later on. They're trying to will and deal and cover some bases for some political cover or clout or favor or something later on. I, I think that's what we're seeing. And it's looking it's looking really horrible um, just because of the optics of the whole thing. But I, I'm, I'm really um I'm really happy to say there were several, whatever it's, it's interesting since I've been covering and trying to keep up to date on the, on the Texas thing and keep people up to date because I feel so inclined because I am here in Texas and I do have my pulse on more on what's going on than Jared in Massachusetts, right. Or, or whoever, uh, not that, that those particular people don't do, do good work on things, but they're not here in the state. They don't actually you know, have their finger on the pulse like I do. So, you know, I feel, I feel inclined to do it. And, and because of that, um, there's been a lot of Texas folks that have hopped into those streams or commented, uh, in replay. And one thing that I've, I'm hearing today is that the Dan Patrick, the Lieutenant governor and this uh, representative, uh, or, or Senator, I'm sorry, uh, Segler, I think Segler, uh, it's, it's Segler or Seliger or something uh, from uh, up around Amarillo. Uh, they've been inundated with calls and everything else. So the pressure is definitely on. We just need to continue to keep the pressure on. One call is not enough. One email is not enough. Continue to bug these folks every single solitary day. Call, ask for an update, any movement, anything going on. Why aren't you guys, you know, make them explain it to you. Why aren't you guys moving on this? What's happening? What do we do to fix it? You know, um, ask the right questions. 
just calling and saying, sound like being fringed and calling and saying, if you don't pass this, I'm not going to vote for you. That's not enough. Uh, actually engage with them and say, hey, where's this at? Where's the process? And listen to what they have to say and encounter that and go, okay, well, you say this is a problem. How do we fix that problem? Make them start giving you solutions, right? And that's going to give you an idea whether they genuinely uh, want to move this thing forward or not. And I think for the most part, I don't, I don't think they can stop it, like I said, with the momentum. I mean, they can, but it's going to be political suicide if they do. And I think they know that. Yeah, we're, we're kind of facing a similar thing here in Arkansas with the uh, the Sovereignty Act, the 2A Sanctuary um, that's passed the Senate and the House overwhelmingly. Um, right. And that's going through in Oklahoma. I think that's on the governor's desk in Oklahoma, and it's running through the course here in Texas as well. Yeah, it's on the governor's desk now, and, and our governor came out yesterday and admitted to me that he questions – whether or not it has it has teeth and how we'll be able to constitutionally do this stuff. Um, and he's also getting pressure from a lot of the law enforcement, especially the state police. The uh, director of the state police come out against it because and, and I get where they're coming from. He's saying that we have to as, as law enforcement, we have to be able to work with federal agencies. We have to have a back and forth. We have to utilize them. And so I called my buddy, you know, uh, Sheriff Brown, and I was talking with him about it. And and he's been one of the few people that have, even though the Sheriff's Association said we're not for it necessarily, he's come out and said, he actually even testified at the at the uh, Senate hearings and was like, guys, basically what it is, is we're not saying that the ATF or the feds can't come into our state and enforce whatever laws they want. It's just saying that, we're not going to help them. Yep. We're not going to devote state resources to that. That's right. Correct. And, yeah. and a lot of it, what's happening is. Well, otherwise, of, otherwise there could be some obstructions, right? Going on. So. Yeah. So a lot of the worries that a lot of people are having is federal funding. Mm-hmm. I get that side of things. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do, I, I get that side of things, but I think what's probably going to happen is. I don't think the governor will veto it uh, for two reasons. One, um, he vetoed something about two weeks ago, and it was overwhelmingly overturned. So I don't think he wants to be on the wrong side of two straight vetoes. That makes his political clout. If he does think about running for Senate or something down the road, his political clout is there's definitely going to be some chinks in the armor if two straight vetoes get overturned. Um Secondly, um, I don't think that he will sign it either. I think he'll let it go and become law without his signature. That's what I believe. I also believe that what is going to happen with the stand your ground, but he signed it within six hours of receiving it at his desk. So uh, he's had this now for uh, a few days, almost a week. I just don't think he's going to sign it. I think it will become law. I don't think it'll become law with his signature. I don't think he's going to veto it because he knows that the numbers are there easily. This pass is sitting in the House a heck of a lot easier than the previous bill that he vetoed uh, passed. This is going to be this is going to be a thing in Arkansas. But when it comes down to the two A sanctuary, you know, I, I get there's a lot of people that are going to say no matter what state you are, 
there's a lot of people that will say, well, it doesn't hold any teeth. It doesn't hold any teeth. And to a certain extent, it doesn't. But for me, what it means is, as a state, we're sending a shot across the bow of Washington saying, hey, remember states' rights? Remember the Constitution? You're, you're, you're flirting with that gray area that we like to talk about we live in. You're flirting with the lines of that and the boundaries of that to where we're going to send a shot across the bow saying, don't forget who we are, where we come from. And I think that if enough states do that, I right. think that the, the two-way movement right now with the state level, and we've been not just, I mean, I'm not saying this happened because of us, but a lot of us have been preaching that for years, saying it has to happen at the local and the state level. And if enough of this happens, where your local sheriff is saying, I'm not going to enforce any two-way infringements, and then now we're getting state legislatures saying, stand your ground, we're doing a two-way sanctuary, we're now close to getting 21 states now, including Texas, is constitutional or permitless carry, I think what that message sends to Washington saying, hey, you might have won that battle in November, but we're going to win the war. And yeah. we're going to keep you in check, reminding you, don't mess around. Don't mess around and go down a road that you may not want to go down. And I think that that's the, that's the side of the political system that I think is beautiful in America is – the, the local, state, federal has its own checks and balances, much less at the federal level with the, the actual checks and balances right. of judicial, executive, and legislative. But it, but it, it, it does, and, and it's a beautiful process you know, to make it work, you know? You know, I'm thinking about becoming a global warming or a climate change activist simply so I can misdirect the government to go focus on that crap for several years and leave us alone, Right. It's like I, I would literally join the climate change, the, the fight for, for climate change legislation or whatever, simply to get them off on that and leave us alone. I mean, I think that I think I think we need to start practicing a little bit of misdirection uh, in our community. I, we don't utilize that tact near enough. And and the, it seems like the left uses that a lot. Right. Um, with with their cancel culture and with a lot of uh, they got a lot of other um tools that they use for that misdirection uh but they're really good at it and i think we need to get good as well to you know yeah. rant and rail and rave about you know some something that is really menial and meaningless and but the most of it is, is just to give them something to do other than screw with us yeah you know i i think it's interesting because you know we've been hearing g preach and preach and preach um, for for years now about what happened in 2013 as far as the online community. That's where a lot of the big uh, YouTubers that are out there kind of made their mark was in 2013 after Sandy Hook. The interesting thing about it is when you, when you look at what happened in 2013 where the community came together to fight an, another assault weapons ban, basically. And basically sent that message to Washington saying, no, 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 no. It's nice to know that what happened in December slash January with the pistol brace comment section overwhelmed Washington, where they just said, we're done. We're not taking any more. At least I, for now. Yeah. At least for now. But, but what, I, what I think is amazing is we know as a community, as an industry, as a, as a lifestyle that if we need to rally the troops, quote unquote, 
Um, we can. We, we, we've shown that several times in the last decade uh, that we can do that. But it's nice to know now that government's getting involved and, and noticing the, the major problems with way too much government overreach in a lot of areas. So um, it is nice to know and nice to see that the states are, are listening and saying, look, whether or not these 2 a sanctuary bills actually will hold teeth when it comes down to it, to me, it doesn't matter. To me, it is the state legislator passed it, the governor signed it or whatever. It became a law that you don't think that Washington, D.C. is noticing what's going on. You don't think that that there are. So let me ask you this. Um, and I don't know the breakdown anymore, but as far as a representative slash senators of Texas, uh-huh. do you know the Republican Democrat split? Yeah, eighteen uh, thirteen, something along that lines. Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Republican leaning. Yeah. Okay, but it's yeah. but it's. I know for a fact there's. I know for a fact there's eighteen. I know for a fact there's eighteen Republicans. Because that's okay. part of the hang-up is it takes 18 to get a bill to the floor. It only takes 16 to pass it, right? Yes. So yeah. this Silliger guy, he could vote to get it on the floor, vote with the Republicans to get it on the floor. It'd be partisan, yeah. right? And then he could bail, and, the, and with Republicans, we would still have enough. And I don't like – I hate talking Republican-Democrat, right? Because i got to go back to this thing passed the House with seven Democrat votes. So right. Let's keep that in mind with this putting everybody in their little box. I hate that that type of an attitude, but sometimes we got to look at reality, right? Republicans yeah. control partisanship is a thing. Um, so yeah, it would it would go through even even along partisan lines, um, and we wouldn't even need that Yahoo's vote or the other chick. Somebody was mentioning another Republican chick in Texas. I can't remember her name uh, offhand. Uh, a senator that is kind of wishy washy. And it's like, well, we could get it through without either one of them, right? So yeah. what is the problem with getting it to the floor? They could get it to the floor and then go, oh, hands off, you know, for political expediency. We're going to allow these folks, you know, to no vote or they don't have to. They don't even have to vote against it, right? They could no vote. They could, that, that, a lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to vote yay or nay. No. You could vote present. Barack Obama did it. <laughs> Many, many, many times over his short Most career. Times, yeah, I think yeah. he might hold the record for people that just voted present. You know, they're like, I'm here, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, they don't even have to vote against. So it wouldn't be like they would be jumping across the aisle and going against the bill. They could just say, hey, vote present, but yeah, I'm not going to weigh in. Um, and then use now, that again the, to their the federal level, though. Do you know what the, the breakdown of the federal level for senators and representatives are? What do you mean? At the U.S. federal level, uh, uh, do you know, are they Republican leaning still? I don't understand you two, what you're asking. You have two senators from from Texas. They're both, they Republican? both Republican. Yes, okay. yes. That's John Cornyn and Ted Cruz, yeah. Okay, and on, on the re, on the House of Representatives side, is it more Republican? Oh, than yes, Democrat? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. So there are going to be states possibly that are going to – even let's just take Texas that is they have Democrats that are Republican that are Democrats at the federal level. But if they start seeing at the state level all of these right. things that are happening pro two A and it comes to a federal vote on something, they're gonna have to decide do I want to stay with public with with uh party lines 
I'm seeing a shift in my state that is very much pro-gun. Do I want to take the risk that at the midterms, I might not get elected strictly on voting against this bill at the federal level? So the state does really, and people don't realize, the state politics does affect the federal level big time. More so, more so, I would guess, because this is the idea of the blue wave. Right. People look at the, the Beto, uh, you know, Beto Cruz, just that one election and all oh, it's a blue wave, you know, um, and that's a federal level election ha- that doesn't really affect federal level stuff doesn't really affect state level stuff that much. But you're absolutely right. State level can affect because that's where the voters are at. Right. That's where the constituents are at. So state level absolutely can affect federal level. More so, more so, right? And so, and it's also really important that people, we talk about how the gummy bears are made. This is all part of it. You need to understand that the federal government is different in the way that it operates, what it controls, what it can do, what it can't do, um, and how easy or difficult it is to shift that balance of power, much different than a state level. And then when you get on a state level, even you've got to start looking at the demographics. You've got to start looking at the size and the area of the state. You got to look at how the districts are broken down. There's a, there's a lot of nasty in the way the gummy bears are made. <laughs> and if you don't understand you know, all of that, you're bringing up gerrymandering, which is huge in the last 10, 15 years, yeah. people are going to re- respond to what knowing about the gerrymandering is going on and redistricting, re- reshaping yep. districts. It's crazy how much they're trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, you know, people need to be aware of, you know, all of those different aspects. And I get it, man. People work. They got, you know, whatever T-ball game they got to go to and all this other stuff. I get it. But, you know, if you if you can't be involved, if you can't learn all of the ins and outs of, of civics uh, and, and all of this other thing, how government operates and all those other things, then it, by all means, please try to find a source for your information from somebody that does understand and is a student of that and knows how all of that works so that you're getting accurate. These pundits, these pundits on the nightly news, the mainstream media, they don't have a freaking clue, the vast majority of them. Um, And the vast majority, sadly, of people that turn on a camera or a microphone in the online world don't have a clue either, unfortunately. Uh, Quick shout out to regular gun guy, our double G. Um, He is started a kind of, I mean, he's been going live a lot, but he's going to start kind of doing like a show reached out and asked me to be on. So I will be on with him Friday night. Sorry, Gary. It is what it is, but Friday night at 8 PM central, I'll be on with uh, R double G over there. So I I crashed um, one here a few nights ago or something like that. He threw the link out in the chat, which you don't do by the way. He'll, he'll, he'll learn. And he'll I jumped in. I jumped in and crashed for a little while. It was fun. Yeah. Um, mandatory care out there since uh, three dollars super chat. Thank you very much. Keep fighting. As you guys know, we don't ask for them, but all super chats do go to uh, send care packages to our our troops downrange and overseas. So uh, thank you for that. That will go to uh, that as well. We now, send- Mr. FNH out there says, thought we were talking about something fun, like shooting. We're getting there. We are. We are. It's just one of those where um, politics is, is kind of going strong right now. Um, so it, it's kind of exciting because I, for the first time in a long time, 
I feel confident that at the state level, people are starting to get awakened a little bit and starting to realize um, how big federal government has gotten and is continuing to try to get. And we need to make sure that we don't let that get as, as big as they want because at that point, it's, it's over. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and you mentioned this too, when we were uh, covering the, the House floor debates and Schaefer was up there just, just knocking them out of the park left and right. You know, you mentioned about your political career and some of these people moving, maybe moving up the chain, right? So maybe you see a representative Schaefer become a Senator Schaefer for Texas later on, maybe president Schaefer for that matter. You never know. So a lot of the rock stars that are doing, you know, and I don't want to give them too much clout, but even like the Democrat lady, right? That, 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 uh, Miss T, I guess they called her that put in that great amendment, right? And she was a Democrat, you know, we, we need to be able to, we don't, we definitely, those records. we definitely don't want to put politicians and representatives of the people up on a unobtainable pedestal, right? Uh, we don't want to call them our leaders. And sometimes we accidentally say that I get it, but they're not. And so we don't need to do that. Um, but at the same time, when they do something good, we need to say good job and pat them on the back and say, you did well, regardless of, of what side mm-hmm. of the aisle they're on. And when they do something bad, we need to hold their feet to the fire, right? Um, it's to me, for me, it's a two-way street. Um, and so I, I'm not saying rock star in the sense of all politicians are awesome, but you know, if you got somebody that's really doing a bang up job with liberty and freedom and getting things through in your state, uh, what's interesting is, is going to be to see how they potentially move up that political chain later on and what they're able to do. Yeah. And it was interesting watching the, uh, I wouldn't call it the debate, but, the uh, the chamber, the house chamber, when, when 1927, I think it was 19, was it 1927? Yes, uh, came up and we watched it for five, six, seven hours, whatever it was. It was awesome. Um, and you bring up Schaefer and, and I never heard of him. He's from Tyler, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never, I mean, I don't, I don't live in Texas anymore, so I don't keep up with who the local, you know, uh, congressmen are, but I will say this is we were talking about it live and, and we've talked about it since on the phone and all that, but, I think that that guy, not because of the bill, okay. Let, let's. I want to make this plainly clear, not because of this bill. He, he's the one who authored it and all of that. That's not why I think he's going to be a rock star. What I think he's going to be a rock star is, is he was under heavy, heavy scrutiny and heavy attacks on these amendments on a lot of topics that honestly could have incited riots i mean there were there was a yeah. lot of race involved it could have one bad or one word spoken out of time could have ruined his career he was solid he was he was calm he was respectful he actually voted for obviously a couple of uh, amendment from a democrat which was surprising because it was a great one but he also voted against amendments from yes Republican. he did this is not the time or the place for this yeah. and i think he kept his cool and under a certain attack where literally one word misspoken could have ended his political career is some of the topics that were being talked about. So yeah. I think that uh, he's got a chance um, to do something special. I really do. Yeah. And, and you make a great point about that. You know, again, it goes back to my talking about not, you know, really hate hating putting people in a box. And there's a couple of amendments that um, 
I can't remember his name, but he's got he's also got a concealed I mean a constitutional carry bill and a bunch of other ones and, and his mm-hmm. guy's name escapes me, but he's up there. B. It's a uh, Yeah, I can't I can't remember. It's irrelevant right now. But yeah, yeah he went against his amendments multiple times. A like couple I'm sorry, times, yeah. but it's just ain't the place. And it's it's refreshing to see that you know, you don't just tow that party line and throw whatever garbage in there that just because somebody's with your party, it's like, no, this is about the bill and what the bill that bill's going to accomplish. So you really can see his faith in in that in this particular bill and what he, you know, how he envisions it going through the process and, and working out uh yeah, and working out in Texas. So it's yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. And I agree with you hundred percent. I mean there was so many opportunities for a nightly news soundbite. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and he sidestep every single one of them. It was beautiful. Uh, I just got a text from a buddy of mine who's a state senator. Um, and it's heading to the floor. Uh, nice. It's already passed in the Senate, but it's Senate Bill 573. And it's uh, it just got sent out of committee on the House side with a due pass. And that's kind of their recommendation from the committee saying, Hey, we recommend you pass this, but uh, this is the, um, the self-defense clarification bill. Nice. And um, what this is, is um, it, it basically is going to say that uh, cities and municipalities in Arkansas, um, it's going to prevent cities and municipalities from being able to create gun-free zones and locations where they shouldn't be allowed to. This legislation removes infringements placed on enhanced carry permit holders by deleting a loophole in state law that technically allows cities to do so. However, this was not the intent of the law. Uh, the the bill was uh, supposed to expand the rights of permit holders to carry in these areas, but what they've done is in these committees and all, they go ahead and change it. You know what? Instead of saying you are allowed to carry here, let's just make it to where the cities and municipalities can't create gun-free zones, period. Yeah, why complicated, Um, right? Exactly. Um, And so that it's it's already passed the Senate, um, and it, it was sent out of committee at the House where they do pass. That'll probably get to the floor in the next 48 hours probably. And I, what I'm, what I'm liking is we're going to flood the desk of our governor. And once again, um, I don't think he wants to be on the wrong side of some of these bills. Cause even if he does veto it's politically, it's going to be like you talk about political suicide for the governor who's a Republican, not saying that he would sign them, but if he's getting pressure from some organizations and associations not to pass some of these, and he goes ahead and vetoes, and next thing you know, he's had three, four, five vetoes overturned in a six-week to two-month period. That's political suicide. If he has oh, yeah. at his term limit, he's 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 a, he's a he's done. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to have to go Senate or something like that. If he does have aspirations and he keeps getting overturned in these vetoes that's going to be political suicide. So uh, I like how we're just shoving two a stuff at them right now saying, what you going to do big boy. Um, yeah. That's what Texas has done for a very long time. I call it the ground and pound. And so that's, that's the approach that we need to be doing us uh, yeah. on a state level nationwide is just keep throwing all kinds of crap at the wall. Yeah. So a lot of people are talking about it's snowing here in Arkansas. It is. It's snowing about an hour and a half from me. 
Um, it's supposed to get down to a little below freezing tonight. Around freezing, they're saying could be like 29, but a lot of them are saying about 31, 32. But about an hour and a half from here, it is snowing pretty hard, and it's moving this direction. So it is kind of crazy. Uh, it was 70 earlier today, and in about – one o'clock the north winds start blowing about 25 and here it comes and so tonight's supposed to be around freezing tomorrow night's supposed to be around 35 ironically it's going to get up to about 58 or so tomorrow afternoon and then drop right back but it went from 70 to let's say 70 to 30 um this afternoon so it's kind of crazy how weather is who's gonna in arkansas we had snowmageddon but who's gonna who thought we'd see snow and in Arkansas in April. So I don't know if, if, if over in Tulsa, I don't know if uh, if Snob has been seeing any snow, but um, I guarantee it's it's a lot colder than it was earlier for Snob well, as well. snowed there yeah. in April in Tulsa in April a few years yeah. back. I certainly yeah. remember that. It was freaking hilarious to see um, G. He was not a happy camper when he stepped out of that van that morning. And because it snow was everywhere. The day before, and it's all of a sudden it's snow, and he's like, "What?" In the, you know, it, it oh, yeah. was, it was it, that made the trip worthwhile, right there. Hey, we could have snowed Friday night um, when we were there last couple weeks ago. How cold it got Friday night! It did. It was cold that night. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so we are going to get actually in. We spent the first half hour of this uh, talking two way politics, which is great. Um, and all of that. What I what I do want to mention real quick is I want to try to start doing something. I don't want you to follow me on Twitter because I don't do Twitter. Right. I think that, that is the weirdest place on earth. And I the only reason that I have a presence on Twitter is my Facebook, my YouTube videos, and my Instagrams automatically get posted over to Twitter. So anything that you see me do on Twitter is not me actually on Twitter. That being said, um, I, I did go there because I was scrolling through my phone. And I had like 73 notifications on Twitter. Like, holy hell. So I went over there to clear them out. And I noticed um, people were talking interesting about my last um, ammo getting review of the Breda APX. And I put that <laughs> in for hell. Um, so here's what I want to do. Start doing is every week you guys watch Jimmy Kimmel at all. I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel, but I see he had a thing every now and then called mean tweets and he gets celebrities to read tweets that are mean about them. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, I don't do Twitter, but here's the thing, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, if you're going to do something, then make it interesting. Get creative with it. Don't tell the crayon joke that has been told 17 minutes. Get creative with it. Um, if you're going to try to chastise me or make fun of me, I've heard it all before. Hell, I, 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 I make fun of myself a lot. Get creative with it. But what I want to do is every week in, towards the end of the show, I'm going to read. I'll go to Twitter, and I will literally read some of the mean tweets. So, my Twitter handle is just search Ghost Tactical, but I want to say it's USMC Ghost with a zero, not an O. Um, on Instagram, it's Ghost Tactical with uh, the G's H zero S D. But just search Ghost Tactical and all that. If you're gonna send me a tweet, tag me in it. Uh, you can even use a hashtag Ghost Tweets or something. I don't know. Um, but I want to read some, if they're creative, if you want your tweet to be read live, then get creative with them because 
I've heard it all before. I it, I have no idea why people think that. Hey, did you have a crayon today? Is funny after the, like literally the four millionth time. I, I you know get creative with it, guys. And I, if you have a creative one, um, I'll read them live, and we're gonna have fun with these. Uh, go ahead. I like, yeah, I mean, I'm, no, I agree. And the short jokes, it's like, really? The short jokes. The short really? jokes. I mean, hell, I tell people all the time I have to repel from my fucking vehicle every day. So, I like, mean, really? you know, bring it like on. I haven't, like, I haven't heard short jokes my entire life. I'm like, come on. Yeah. So, I'm going to start doing it, it, it throughout the week. Um, if there's some great te- uh, tweets out there, that's the only time I only go on is Twitter is to see if there's some good tweets. But uh, I will do that if you get creative, and I will put them up on um, on the screen, and I will absolutely read those aloud. But you gotta get creative. If I if I if I'm bored of them, I won't read them. I'm only gonna read. So there might only be one a week that I think makes that cut. So get out there, tag me in those. Use the hashtag. I'm gonna put it out there. Let's use that because I'll also start following it. But ghost tweets, use that hashtag out there, and I'll just follow that hashtag as well. But get creative with it because if I'm going to waste my time on Twitter, at least make it worth my while. So there you go. There's my little uh thing. We will also, I want to announce also, we will not have a uh a show next week. Next Tuesday is my 25th wedding anniversary. So, uh, no offense, guys. Um, I'm going to go spend it with my family. Uh, so, we will not have a show next week. So, um, that gives you two weeks now to, to get creative. I'll read, I might even go there tonight before we get out of here and, and read some if there's anyone out there. But, yeah, um, look, I, I'm to the point where I get bored. No offense. I love you guys, but you got to step up your damn games. It, it's really, it's, it's not worth reading some of this stuff. Um, because it's old. It was it was funny the first three thousand times, but you know, step up your game, get creative, have some fun with it. I promise you, you're not gonna piss me off. You're not. Um, I don't get pissed very easily. Clover's witnessed me being pissed, but that doesn't happen very often. Um, so once, let's go- once I've only seen it once. Yeah, um, I won't forget it. No, 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 you probably won't. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where get creative. You're not going to piss me off. I want you to try to piss me off. That's that's the whole point. I want you to go. Now, you don't, I'll, I'll say this don't bring my family into things. Don't bring, um, I would say, don't bring veteran stuff into it unless you're a veteran yourself. And I know that you're a veteran. Um, but, anyways, but yeah, just. There are certain things I think we all know not to touch certain things. Um, that's that's a no no. Um, but uh, but see like this, like Pat right here, you know, he's trying. I get it. Why did the Marine cross the road? I don't know why. Because there was a box of crayons on the side. It's a dad joke. Yeah, you. Know, at least he's trying. Okay, at least he's trying. You gotta step your game up, Pat. That's 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 elementary at best. But you're trying. I like that. Two two three DMR says uh, you're so short you climbed upon a penny and fell off and broke your leg. See, he's trying. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. 
uh, Elder says he's going to win every week, and we might have to come up with like a sticker or a prize pack or something for the best tweet of the week or something. I mean, we, we we'll make this we'll make this something. I have no problem with that. Uh, I can send a sticker or send something to somebody for every week where they have. I mean, let's let's if we're going to have it. Let's do it. But Elder thinks he's going to win every week because he's a sultan of sarcasm. Um, Rich White says his twenty seventh was yesterday. Congratulations. Yours was not too long ago, was it not? No, yeah, mine was uh, in, mine's in July, end of July. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a while. In fact, it's coming back around again. Yeah. Um, 25 Trey. Hey, I appreciate it, but uh, my name is not spelled like an ashtray. Right. Uh, or an ice tray. Or a dinner, dinner tray. Trey. It's Trey. You know, it's you know when when the whole ice cube ice tea was going strong and all that i was like you know if i was gonna become a rapper i'd be ice tray mm-hmm. so yeah yep yeah uh family is off limits yeah you miss my family and you're gonna you're gonna see the bad side of me and, yeah. and i don't think anyone out there would do that because you guys are awesome but uh there are lines just don't cross them because uh, you don't i promise you you don't the old david banner you don't want to see me angry um i'm not pretty when I'm, I'm not pretty anyways but i really am not pretty um when i'm mad it takes a while to get me to that point but if you go with my family we're gonna go there quickly and it won't you won't enjoy it i promise you i david, won't enjoy it. said david danner i thought i thought bruce banner i was like hawk smash what did i say you said David Banner, and I said when you said that, I thought Bruce Banner, and I thought Hulk Smash. You got so mad, you know, that it was like Hulk Smash. Did I say David Banner? You did say David Banner. What? What Who did you mean? David Banner? Huh? Who the hell is David Banner? That's what you said. Did I say David Banner? I don't know. I was what, Bruce what Banner, did, the, the Hulk. Like, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. Oh, That's so you did Banner. mean you did mean Bruce Banner? Okay. Yeah. Did I not say Bruce? No, I don't think you did, but oh, but um, who's David Banner? I don't know, but that could have swore that's what you said. But I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Once again, say, not very smart. I'm not the sharpest friend. It's live TV. We'll figure it out in replay. But yeah, yeah. if you're ever curious, the vast majority of if you're ever curious, the vast majority of Marvel characters, their first name and last name are the same letter. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> Let's actually get into 42 minutes into this. Uh, how, how many Marines did it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They're all wearing nods. Uh, I, see, I like that. Now, that one, that one's pretty salty right there. I like that. We don't want, we don't like light. We like working in the darkness. Um, interesting. I like that, Pat. Way to step up your games quickly, my man. Good job. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Um, so, I was in, um, I want to say it was, I'm not going to name which one it is, but uh, it was one of, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups that has to do with uh, concealed carry, firearms enthusiasts, just all sorts of of firearm groups on Facebook. And and some of them are pretty good. Um, But um, David Benner's a rapper, I don't know. But anyways, uh, a question came up, and I don't know if this person was like it was their first gun, 
or it was just a new gun. They didn't say, just, just got a gun. What should I do first? I I read it as if maybe they're new. This is their very first gun. They went out and bought a gun. Hey, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so we're going to talk a little, because I thought that was interesting. So I put up a, a poll, and let's go check this poll real quick. And I put it up earlier in the day, and... Let's see here. It's got 385 votes. Interesting. So I said, what do you do first when you buy a new gun? Buy a holster, shoot it, clean it, or take a pic for Instagram? Yes, that's a thing. Um, Right now, shoot it leads at 40%. Clean it is really close at 39%. Buy a holster is at 17%. And at 4% is take a pic for Instagram. I was having a little fun with that one, but there are people that were literally before they leave the side, pick, you know, take that picture. Uh, and I've done it before. Clover's done it before and, and, and all of that. Um, but there were so many things I could have done, like uh, get, get some instruction or training or whatever, uh, all sorts of different things. Um, read the manual, um, watch videos. And I want to bring up real quick because this is kind of where I was going with this. And I want to get your opinions on this too. Clover is, you know, when we used to buy guns, uh, I don't know if you did, but I'm kind of a nerd. Whether I know, I, I mean, I, most manuals are the same. Let's let's be honest. Um, a nine millimeter striker fired semi-automatic pistols manual, whether it's a Beretta, Glock, whatever, most of them are going to be about ninety eight percent. It's just what it is. Um, but I, I used to read manuals because I'm kind of a nerd that way. Um, but I wanted to ask get your opinion because I, I realized I don't read manuals anymore. Well, I, before I usually go get that gun, I've already probably watched five to ten YouTube videos on said gun. And if there are any things that are jumping out, like, hey, be careful in the first 50 rounds of this, or, hey, this gun doesn't like 115 grain until you get about 150 rounds. Um, you know, my canic was that way. My canic. I was watching a couple of videos and I was actually talking to a buddy of mine who works at Century and he was saying, look, here's the thing. Use 124 grain for the first 150 to 200 rounds. Once you get to that 200 round break in, you can go shoot whatever you want. He said, for some reason, 115 grain right off the bat, it just it has issues. So I did. I went and got a couple hundred rounds of 124 grain, put it through. It had no problems. And since then, 115, not a problem and all that. But um, so my, my thing is this, and I want to ask you this, is have us in the YouTube community, I'm saying us generally, but people who do reviews that are going through that first couple hundred rounds of a break-in uh, of the barrel or whatever, have we as information sources, if you want to call us that, ha- has the social media side of gun tubing kind of replaced manuals to sense that most people aren't reading manuals because they can go watch a video instead have you noticed that do you do that as well well the vast majority of what i pick up is you so it don't come with a manual so it's going to depend on who you're talking to and what they're buying obviously um i still flip through manuals because almost every single manual i don't know of one that doesn't has a schematic 
Um, and I'm just nerdy enough that I could care less about all the other stuff, unless I'm having some kind of a right. problem or trying to figure something out or whatever, which one of the ones I got from Tulsa, I did. Uh, I actually had to scour the internet for a manual and try to figure some things out on that. The, the safety was, um, I'd never seen anything like it before. Um, but yeah, I'll usually flip through to the very backs, usually where the schematics at and just once over the schematic real quickly and, oh, well, it's similar to this or similar to that. You know, uh, or man, nothing has really changed between this and the last model they put out five years ago, you know, or whatever it, it might be. Right. Um, but, but, you know, again, I'm, I'm more mechanically inclined and I'm kind of I kind of nerd out on different things like that anyway. So that's a habit. But again, the vast majority of what I purchased doesn't come with a manual. So, no. And, mm -hmm. and I don't I don't go to the. um I don't go to the internet when I buy one. I don't come home and go to the, the start YouTube and stuff. Uh, what I will do, um, and this is going to be my answer. So I'll go ahead and throw it out there is usually because I'm typically buying older stuff, used stuff, whatever. Um, I've usually put a little bit of research into it prior to buying it because I don't, I don't like just going in blind and, and on purchasing anything. Right. Um, but I will usually research it much more heavily once I've gotten it. For example, the ones at Tulsa, you know that. I mean, I sat out on the sidewalk with my phone. I was like, hey, I'm trying to figure out this, and I don't know about that. And I got enough information to know that, okay, I, I didn't need to pass this up, right? right? But I really didn't know exactly what everything was. I didn't know uh, near what I do now on both of the ones I picked up. So once I got them home, I broke out the the manuals i broke out the books i broke out everything and you know got production numbers and production years and you know all of this other stuff information on them that so you know i would say that maybe that aligns with the whole manual idea a little bit maybe in some sense that's what aligns with the with the going to youtube and looking at stuff a little bit because you're seeking more information on it basically right well and let me ask you this is um hold on here Okay. Uh, reason why I said that is, is I mean, I, I know a lot of people uh, and people have left comments on my videos. I'm sure you have too, but it's saying awesome. Um, getting picking mine up next week. I'm glad I watched this to to know what to look forward oh, to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like okay, that's that's kind of cool. But once again, it, it's interesting to me that. People are going on here, but I get it. We're we're a visual species. We like seeing stuff visually, so it makes sense that if you could watch a video on something telling you what to look for and on all of that, then maybe that's that's not a bad thing. That we're so. My question is this: Is do you think that as creators we have a responsibility when we're doing? Because I never really thought about that side of things, and I started thinking, well, man do we have a responsibility when we do a review of video to think in a sense of we might be used as the manual for that said firearm? And I don't know. I haven't really thought until then, but I was like, man, that, that could be interesting. What do you think about that? You know, that all goes into what is the actual context of the video itself. Right. right? 
So, you know, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, obviously if you're doing a nothing fancy suits type <laughs> situation, that could almost, that could be pretty much used as a, as a manual, right? And 45 minute videos in depth as both of those seem to get, um, you know, if it's just something where, you know, it's a quick review, um, you know, especially in, in light of the ammo situation and everything right now, um, mm-hmm. You know, and you're trying to get around some of the YouTube policies and some different things like that, which, you know, you can't really field strip. You can't really show some of that stuff. Um, right. So, again, it goes back to the context of video. What drives me insane, uh, and I don't want to get this off topic, but you said earlier that if we got off topic, that was fine. Yeah, um, absolutely. What drives me insane is when I get a comment on a video and somebody, the context of that video has just, just completely flew over the top of their head. And it's like, that gun, you know, an accuracy battle, right? I've got quite a few accuracy battles on the on the channel. The point of those accuracy battles is to show that modern firearms pretty much are one is not really any better than the other. It's what you like, it's what you prefer, it's what fits your hand the best. It's what there's so many variables involved in that that it's more about I'm gonna showcase two guns and the way I'm gonna showcase this is I'm gonna spice it up and it's gonna be an accuracy battle. Well, it's not really about which one wins. It's just about you get to actually see both of them and kind of the groups they shoot side by side. And then maybe that helps you decide if you're tossing up between one or the other in your mind. I'm going to purchase one or the other. It'll give you a better idea which one you you might want. But people come in and they just get so butthurt over, you know, oh, the group on this one, mine, mine shoots a better group and all this, that. It's like, dude, guys, chill out. This is we're supposed to be having fun. So, um, again, I, it goes back to the context of the video. Now I have videos that are educational and explainer videos, right? You do as well. Um, we have those, but again, I think those are put in context and I think we have a responsibility to do that. Right. Yep, I think if it's, a, if it's a serious video about, about a serious topic, I, one that comes to mind that I get a lot of traffic on is, is uh, there's several, and explaining optics and scopes and how they work and the individual components within and things like that. Um, and I get a lot of traffic and a lot of questions and everything on those. And, but that is build. It's the context of it is produced in a way where they hit that video and it's an educational piece. It's not, we're just on the range kind of having fun, just checking out some cool guns. It's a little more serious vibe with it. Like, here is all these components. You know, I go with a specific order and I'm real technical about the names and where all of these parts are and what they, you know, scientifically what they do. And so it's got a much different feel to it. And yes, I do think we have a responsibility. There's nothing wrong with putting out some fun content and Absolutely. doing and doing things and certain things in a fun way that can that can feature different firearms because bringing firearms, putting firearms. And that's kind of what I like about the foot aspect of things is I'm able to put a lot of firearms on a video in front of people that they may, may never have knew existed. Right. And my goal is just to get that on your radar, that these exist. It's not to give you the nothing fancy or the suits, 45 minute tear down, put back together. Accuracy test. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not for that. It's just awareness. That's all I want is, Hey, this is pretty cool. Here it is. You know, here it's on your radar. Look up more information. Go find the suits video on it, right? If uh, if you if you want to know more, but um, but again, it, it gets back into I, I think that yes, there is. You you talk about the responsibility. We have a responsibility, and, and I think 
when we're talking about the whole policy issue with YouTube, um, this is where it gets very important for a creator. I think we really have to be careful when we're producing that video to make sure that the context matches the content. Mm-hmm. Because we do have a responsibility when we're putting information out there, especially people that may be new firearm owners, right? And they may not they may not understand the content without proper context. Absolutely. Uh, Calavera says Clover Ghost needs to do an accuracy test with uh, Marine Edition M9. Uh, nope. I agree. Nope. I think you should send that up here to me and let me do a test with it. Actually, if I had it, I would never shoot it. Actually, that's not true. Clover and I talked about this. Man, we 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 were on the phone for about four hours. I think you should shoot it ago. once a year. I, one, I want to shoot it once on the Marine Corps birthday every year. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. um and that's it. Just yeah, that's what I would year. do. One round. Um, film it. Film it. Yep. Film it. That way, it's documented. Clean it meticulously after it's done. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and and, uh, uh, and that way, you got documentation each year. That way, if you did go to sell it later on, you could verify that hey, it has only once a year yeah. for you know yeah. X amount of years. Yeah. And I would ever sell it. Um, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that because you know I would sell this one, but. The price there there is a price tag on it, so I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Okay, so let me let me at least verify this from you. Would you at least give me? We're having a verbal contract here, so we'll we'll have witnesses. Uh-huh. At least give me the right of first refusal if you ever decide to sell it. Yeah, if I ever decided to sell it, I would I would definitely you would be the first one that I that I called without a doubt. And if I say, dude, I ain't gonna pay. No, you yeah, you're top work. of the list. Yeah, you're no, you're top yeah. of the list. That's but, but that's what I'm saying. I, I I haven't I haven't sold it because if yeah. I did sell it, it would be an obscene amount of money. And you understand why, right? You've been on this journey with me, and you know how rare those are, especially unfired for four or five years in a family. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know too because I've been and looking for one of them were for sale. They were already like they're, they're a, like in like high end auctions, you know. And a lot of folks don't know this, but I want the army version. So if anybody so has yeah. runs across an unfired army version, same exact condition as Let my Marine Corps. Let me know. Then I'm in. I mean, I would do. I would do a straight up trade. Um, yeah, because I can't. Fi- I, I've been able to find several army ones, but they've been fired, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why people, and I do because when I bought this one, it was no more expensive than a regular M9. Yeah, yeah. That's what was so crazy about it. So I understand why people bought them and took them out and shot them. I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the deal is, is with Clover, is if I can find an Army edition, then he would trade me straight up if it's light condition, basically brand new, unshot. Uh, he would trade me for the marine corps one and mine's been fondled excessively but it's never been shot <laughs> yeah um i can't find I, I i just can't not without being like crazy stupid prices uh no offense i love it but i'm not gonna spend 2500 on it no you know? and i understand and that that's me i mean i don't i don't sell things anyway so it's not out of out of character for you know for me to hang on to it and say i don't want to sell it so Lance out there says, would 3500 buy it? And he says, Ghost and me can split it. Here's the problem. I don't want to share that with you, bro. <laughs> right. 
I would have to buy him out of his half. Uh, I would I would have to seriously think about thirty five hundred because I'm pretty sure I could get serious on some auction sites. I could probably contact Rock Island Auctions, for example. Oh, you probably could get and I could, and I could probably and I could probably find um I could probably find an army um for yeah, less than for less than that. But it would require a lot of work and then it'd be a buyer's premium and yeah. Yeah. I want to say that some of the auctions that we were looking at that one night for hours was 1500 1500 to 2000 level. Yeah. yeah. And then a buyer's premium. And then a buyer's premium as well. So yeah. you're looking at 25 to 3000 um with right. shipping and and everything because when you go buy that it's not you're just buying the item. That has nothing to do with shipping, the like you right. said the premium and all that. It's uh it is what it is. Um, yep. Yep. Let's see here. So Steven says y'all should make a pack to trade back and forth every five years until someone kicks the bucket. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> so as a matter of fact, I think Lance and I were talking about that this weekend. We were talking about that same M9. Um <laughs> I just can't, I couldn't find it. Oh, sorry, right. we were talking about it because uh, we were shooting with a buddy of ours. It was a, a a navy, a naval aviator, a fighter pilot for the navy, one of the top gun guys, you know. And we were talking. I said, you know, actually, it sounds crazy. Now I, I, I am going to admit this live and on air, and so mark this tape. Um, the most beautiful of all of them is the Air Force one. It is. Blue. It is, it is. Really the, the blue grips. Oh, the blue grips. Yeah. Is, is, is good. The the army is honestly the ugliest one. And you yeah. like o, you like OD green. I like so OD green. green. I do. But so I, I, I like the red even better than the than the green. Speaking so, of OD now, green, so the, the navy is not bad. Black, yeah. So the the the, the came with the black frame and all that. So last night I put the OD green frame on here with the the uh, coyote talon grips on there. So um, I think that looks pretty sharp for that Beretta, but yeah, I, I'm a big ODD, OD green fan. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I do like them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now Calavera says that, that the pack is, the pact is void. If you help the other guy kick the bucket. All right. Um, I, I guess I can see that No, but um, no, that, that air force one is really, really pretty. Um, well, in the Navy, that, that one is white grips and the white grips white. Pretty, they're pretty cool. sharp too. Yeah. It was cool looking, but the, the, the Air Force was pretty looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the blue, there's something about the blue and gold. Yep. Uh, with that gold inlay and the blue. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. have one, but I like it. Well, I'll say I wouldn't have one. If I, if, you know, if I run across one tomorrow for 500 bucks that was unfired, oh, yeah. you know, I would be on it in a heartbeat regardless, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not going to go out and pay what, you know, an unfired one tends to bring nowadays for sure. Calaveras says handling a firearm on a stream is a no, no. Hey, you know, that wasn't an airsoft. I'm just saying he never did say he hasn't uh, said what that was and you can't uh, tell. Can't tell. This this is can't tell by uh, this is a B, this is a BB gun, you know. I'm holding the Smith and Wesson uh, M&P right now in my hand for Numerex. That's um, I guarantee you. I guarantee you on a camera you can't tell the difference. So um, yeah, I'm just putting that out there for the YouTube overlords that are watching. How do you know? Yep. Yeah, all of these are airsoft BB guns. They're not real. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. 
Yeah, we just so. we just cosplay around here. That's right. Wow. Obviously, you got your cosplay costume behind you on the dummy over there. I do. Yeah, absolutely. So, there it is. That's my heart. That's my heartbreak ridge outfit. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. Um, all right. So let's kind of. So get- I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. I know we've got going off the rails, but yeah, I looked at your dummy. Thought about your plate carrier. So your little flip down, uh, phone thing. Yeah, right here. You, you still liking that? I am. Uh, it's right here. Um, I'm liking it for different reasons than I actually thought that I was going to like it. Yeah. I like it because you can put your phone and if you're out doing something, you don't have to have it in your pocket. It's just, it's easy access, not right. a problem. Yeah. Um, but honestly, um, I, you can film like your camera, like you can go ahead and hit record. If you're doing something and you, you can record that kind of first person kind of stuff. And, um, I did it by mistake actually uh, a few weeks ago and I had put it in there and I, I guess I'd hit record or something. And later on it was, uh, I took it back and it was still recording. I was like, so I had this footage of just me. I was at the range. I was just doing like build drills and stuff, you know? Um, but I had this video and I'm, I'm going to utilize it eventually because it's pretty cool video. I just have the, the shots like right underneath my hands. So you can see the firearm, the target and all that. So I'm liking it for that side of things. Um, you know, I, I thought it'd be kind of cool just to have it there, but I mean, I'm, I, it's actually one of those things that you can utilize for some different perspective of, of filming something too. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know. It is what it is. It doesn't take up any room that I would put anything there anyway. So uh, right. you, you have my flag right there on the Velcro. Now it's just on the top of that. So, right. but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, from what's it called? What's a juggernaut case? Juggernaut right. case. Juggernaut. And, yeah. And I've got it for uh, a mount they sent um, for the vehicle as well. Um, so I've got a thing that this case right here. Um, it's called a juggernaut impact case. Um, but this case is pretty damn sturdy and durable and all that, but it, it clips into this, it clips into that. Yeah. I'm so far. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd buy it or not. It's like 250 bucks, but, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'd say what also I'm happy with, um, so we were at the range Sunday, and there's about six of us, me and Lance and Buck and Hans and uh, a guy named Brad, who, like I said, is, is a naval aviator, and, and then Hans brought a friend. There's about six of us out there just shooting, doing some steel target stuff, and uh, just having fun shooting. And um, so Hans was there, and and you're familiar with, I mean, because you're working with him, I think, the axle hearing protection. Yeah. Huh? ASI, is it axle you're working with? It's axle, yeah. Yeah. So he bought a pair online um, and they were going to cost like 140 bucks. And what they are, they're the Bluetooth, the wireless Bluetooth. Um, Muffs or plugs? Plugs. Uh, okay. GS Extremes. Yeah. The GS Extremes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he, he, he was going to buy a pair of the, like 140 bucks. But if he bought two, he had them, got them for a hundred a piece. So it's 200 bucks for two instead of 280. So we saved 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, if I get two of them, I can give one, uh, give one to my, to his wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I guess something happened where he didn't, she didn't want them or whatever. So he's like, Hey, I've got these. Anybody want? I was like, yeah, cause I've been looking for, you know what I mean? I've been looking for some, 
um, Bluetooth, elect- right. electronic, electronic Bluetooth um, earbuds. Yeah. Buds. So I gave them $100 and I said, hell yeah, I'll buy them. And, and dude, they are. I don't know if you, if, you, if you use them right now, don't you? I have, I have been playing with them. Yes. I'm, I'm enjoying them. I actually had to turn the volume down because it's picking up everything. Um, but I really am enjoying them. And um, yeah, so I'm, I was excited because I've been looking, I was looking at maybe getting some of the walkers. I've heard a lot of people talking about the walkers. Um, but I got, I, I bought these from him because he had them there. And, and man, yep. well, they've got, I'm really impressed with them. I really am. Well, they've got the tracker and then the, I forget what their Bluetooth model of the, the tracker is the must. So I've got a pair of the trackers, a pair of the GS extremes, and I've got some of the, just the regular little buds, the, uh, XP reactors. And I've been using them a lot because, um, that is kind of what I'm used to is just normal, normal buds right out on the range. Just something quick. I ain't got to mess with batteries and turn this stuff on and, you know, just to throw them in and go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was super impressed with, the 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 company itself and the products you know a few weeks back at the at the shooting sports showcase and then um yeah i don't want to give any spoilers obviously on on upcoming content or stuff with all of the different stuff i've got from them but um yeah i mean it 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 appears to be i don't get i haven't figured out i will go ahead and say this there seems to be a lot of hate on them with white noise and I don't know. I had to turn mine down. If you turn it all the way up, yeah, I, I do. I, 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 I can. Yeah. Well, I duh. Had to, I, Lance had to turn mine down. Yeah. Well, uh, duh. Right. Right. I mean, that's going to happen I, I regardless. So I mean, these aren't Bose headphones. No. No. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not what they're for. So, um, yeah, I know that's me. I don't get the I don't get the hate on, and that's one of the that is the biggest complaint is a white noise complaint on them. And so far, I mean, I don't people are turning them up too loud. I don't understand the complaint that complaint. Yeah, I haven't had an issue with them at all. I'm actually enjoying them a lot. Um, glad you're enjoying liking the APX. Yeah, it's great gun. And like I said, you know, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a, a Beretta fan, and so obviously when Beretta comes out with a modular polymer framed striker fired pistol i'm probably going to be excited and, and I, I am glad that i, I got this uh, i'm enjoying is is it the greatest thing ever no um but for the price tag it's pretty good i would say the trigger um isn't terrible it's it's definitely it's not great but it's 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 a, it's a good decent trigger but it feels great in here. I love the weight of it. It feels great. Um, and it's a Beretta. And, and, and the interesting thing about it is, is if you're familiar with 92s, I, I don't know why they did it. But just like in the 92, they got the little striker indicator on top of the slide. Huh, and, you guys, yeah. and I don't know why they did this with the APX, um, but they did. So it was kind of like, hey, you know, that's interesting. Um, maybe for sentimental, I don't know why they did it, but it is what it is. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Is it my favorite gun? No, it is it stand? It sounds bad, but for the same price, I, I, the Canic's a better gun so far. Um, 
but absolutely, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm a Beretta fan, so I, I do like I do like the modular the modularity of this, where um, I can change out the frame the grip frame to different colors and all that because there's a skeleton, um, basically right. a skeleton frame inside that's actually serialized. It's actually the gun. Um, it's, it's, this was their this was their this was Beretta's entry into um, what now is the Sig M. 18 or whatever it is uh, but right. this was beretta's entry into the trials for the military handgun and uh it was it's been out for several years but when they first released it they put it out like a 650 to 700 dollar price tag on it to kind of go up against the 320 and it didn't do very well and they dropped it down to that 350 to 400 dollar price tag and it's just gone ballistic. Um, yep. And I'm glad it, it, it's it's a great gun. Is it a great gun for six fifty seven hundred? No. Is it a great gun for three fifty to four hundred? Yeah, I would say it's a great gun for three fifty to four hundred. Um, it, it's it's going to be in that same is that the Canic the price range the Canic and all that. I still take the Canic over this simply because of the trigger. I I think that this is equally as good of a gun as the Canic. But that 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 can it trigger sets it apart. Um, yeah. This is a, a, a very average trigger. Interesting thing about it is there's no reset. Basically, when the reset is the wall. So that's what it's it weird. is. Weird. It is weird, but it is what it is. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's a great. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Go ahead. I was just gonna say shout out to Stan and SS Pond, by the way. Oh, is he out there? Uh, he was earlier. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I got this in case you didn't know. Uh, we were in, in Tulsa, and this was the gun that I was going to be trying to get and um, couldn't find one that was decent price or anything like that. Uh, we go to dinner Saturday night, Texas Roadhouse. All of us, a bunch of us there. Stan was sitting next to me, and we were talking about it. And he goes, I think I've got one. He says out there, hey, what's up, Stan? I didn't see, I'm sorry. I didn't see you out there, brother. Um, but he's, I think I've got one. I got a few of them in. I think I might have one left. When I get back in town, I'll uh, I'll let you know. And like the next day or whatever, I get a text. Got this here. Here's a price. And I'm like done, sold. And a few days later, it shows up at my gun shop here. And and uh, so thanks to Stan out there because um, it was awesome. So it's if you guys need something and you can't find your local gun shop yep. hold a stand first before you go online stand might have it and if he doesn't think go online or somewhere but yeah stand stand was like i said he took care of it ran my credit card right there and boom out the door i've had and all that i've had buddies you know since all the crazy started i've had buddies several buddies looking for stuff and yeah, I always remember Stan and give Stan a call just just in case. And he's always tried, but you know, in this type of climate, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what what kind of dealer you are, how big of a dealer you are, or anything else, you kind of get what you get, you know. Get and you uh, unfortunately, he never could get a bead on anything that they wanted. But but yeah, I always I always think of Stan and, and remember to give him a shout if there's something that somebody needs. Me, I'm an opportunistic buyer. Most people know yeah. that. So. Uh, I don't get crazy excited and have to have the newest, shiniest trinket. So I don't, uh, I don't suffer from, uh, as much as other people in times like right now, the tactical flu, 
You don't suffer from the tactical flu. You're I guess that's, I guess that's what you could call it. However, uh, I did finally get all of my stuff to cast and load my forty four forty. Oh, you got the dying too. I got the mold, the dies, and the sizer, and the. I know that they were all in order. I wasn't sure if they all came in. They're all here now. Every yep, yeah, yeah. And of course, I got last week. Didn't you? So the mold did come in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. So I've got everything. The dies were there waiting on you when you came home from Tulsa, were they not? The yes, they were. They came in Saturday. Interestingly enough, they came in Saturday while I was at Tulsa, I think. And then the mold came in yesterday. I think it came in yesterday. The mold did. So it was about a week behind. Um, I mean, and thankfully, I've already got, you know, I, I've lived through crap like this before. So I've got primers and powder and that sort of stuff. And then brass. I've got a hundred rounds that was that came with the revolver when I bought it, and then I picked up another hundred in Tulsa. So, uh, time I shoot that, I've got two hundred rounds, and I don't ever foresee more than. I mean, who needs more than two hundred rounds of forty four forty, right? And those the, that brass can be used. <laughs> It'll last forever. It'll last a lifetime. I, they, yeah. I mean, you can reload that nearly an unlimited amount of time. You know, right. it's infinity uh, almost through a revolver. Yeah. That's cowboy loads, what I'm going to be doing at infinity. I mean, it'll years and years and years. It'll last. Uh, Rich says Clover, the may lawn chair pop has to be that 44, 40. Well, whenever he gets it loaded, will be the 40. Well, you know, here's the thing with the lawn chair pops folks. Uh, and rich is a, is a really good advocate for that. He needs to, Rich needs to lobby the other Patreon folks to make sure that that happens because it's out of my hands. All I do, I put the poll up. You guys vote over there. So, you know, all I can do is put it up. And I think I've put it up before. I think I've put it up since I've bought it. I think I have. I don't remember the 4440 being up, but I might have missed it. I don't know. But now that I got ammo and I've got a way to cast and reload more ammo, um, Yeah, we may see a we may see an appearance in the poll for for May. Thanks, Rich. By the way, how many damn times has Rich won steal from you? Uh, at least like eight? this this month was twice that I know of. Yeah, that I know of. Uh, I could look that up. It don't take but a second. No, but just... twice that I know of. You got me curious yeah. now, though. <laughs> He's always winning something somewhere. Stan says we're in a situation where distributors are going to call and tell you what's available, what they have in stock. You don't get to order anything. And, and that's the way my my local gun shop is as well. And I was talking with Ben because I had called Ben right before I went to Tulsa. And I, I, I sent a text and I said, hey, do you ever see any APXs come in? Uh-huh. And he was like, no, and I can't get it, you know. Uh, I said, all right. And so I want to give him first chance. You know, I want to give my business to him if at all possible. And so when it came in, um, there was a guy in there and he was just a guy in the, in the shop. And he was like, I was doing my paperwork and all that. And uh, he was like, why don't you buy that here? And Ben was real quick was like, because we're friends. He's already sent me a text asking not only do I have one, can I get one? And I told him no and no. So he's given me the first opportunity to do business with him. Now he's going to go find it where he can find it. 
But there, he was, he was like, oh, you know, why, why are you ordering from somewhere else and have it shipped here? That's kind of a slap in the face. And I was like, the hell are you, first of all? And Ben was like, no, I mean, you know, and, and I do. And, and we all try to, but even the local gun shops have to know that they're being put behind an eight ball right now. Not only can they not get certain things, but if they do, they're paying more for them now than they normally would. And then, so you can go find them online for cheaper. It is what it is. I mean, you know, we, we we're all going to be consumers. We're going to all be part of the machine. Uh, and and I think even Stan would know that if 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 someone that is a regular at his shop orders something online and gets it sent to him and all of that, it's not a slap in the face. It's not personal. It's like, look, you either can't get it or you've got it priced one hundred and fifty dollars more than I can get it online. That's just it is what it is type thing. But uh, I think even, you know, most of the gun shops know that, especially right now, like Stan says, it's a weird situation right now. Like my guy, my local gun shop can get basically two things and two things only. He can get Smith and Wesson revolvers or Glocks. That's it. That's it. And he goes through, I think mid South. And I don't know if that's just the allotment that they're giving him. But that's the only thing we see in his shop right now are Smith & Wesson revolvers and Glocks, except for maybe like pawns or trade-ins or whatever. But like new stuff, it's really strange because that's all he can get. So he's not going to say no to those, you know. But it's, just, it's definitely weird. Yeah, Rich says he's won three times, and I have verified that. So Steven wants to know how much does the 4440 go for per round right now? In normal times... Um, I can't say now 4440 is one of those that it's fairly hard to find even in good times. Right. Um, just because they don't produce a lot of it. And that's why I wanted the stuff to cast and load. Um, but in normal times, that's why I was so amazed at what I paid at, at Tulsa for it. Um, but in normal times, 60 to 70 cents around, probably. Somewhere Just in that area, dollar fifty right now a bit. About well, I, you can't even find it now, really. But but um, so about thirty five dollars for a box of fifty, something something around that that range. Um, I paid twenty dollars a box at Tulsa for it. So a box of a box of fifty. Fifty for twenty bucks. Yeah, I bought two boxes for twenty dollars a box in Tulsa. Yes. Cheaper than you can get it. Yeah, cheaper than you can get it, even in normal times. Why do you think I bought them? (laughs) And why do you think I was so blown away? I'm like, they want want 60. They want, no, this was an ammunition guy. So, yeah, but uh, he wasn't raking people over the coals. So, interesting. Huh. So, let me ask you a question. Um, Bucks, he was out there. I don't know if he's still out there now, but Buck sends me a text uh, a couple few days ago. This is probably like last Thursday or Friday, somewhere in there. He built his 300 blackout and he said, Hey, have you ever heard of Royal Ammo online? Yeah. He said, got 300 blackout for $8.95 a box. He sent me a text, that text as well. And I'm like, Nope, never heard of him. And I couldn't, he couldn't find a, a uh, an address, a telephone number. And I couldn't, honestly, I could not find anyone online that says it's a scam, to be fair. Right. Um, There's so a said, lot of those out there, though. I know. Oh, it's crazy. I said, I said, well, it, for $8.95 a box, and I said, it's almost worth it to just order a box. Mm-hmm. 
And if it never shows up, it's nine bucks. If it does show up, then you go and order whatever they have in stock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes and orders a box of it, and it says they do not ship without being a hundred dollars of a trans. They won't ship unless you spend hundred dollars with them. Uh, was, eh. yeah, no. Well, that sounds like a red flag. Now. Yeah. I get the free shipping or something over a certain amount. Or free whatever. shipping, but I, they won't ship. Period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get you know if you spend ninety nine dollars or if you spend two ninety nine or whatever, you get free shipping. I get right. that. Absolutely. But I get yeah, that. a minimum order that's a red flag to me. I'm not yeah. I'm not doing it. That's what I said for for one box. And they, if it doesn't sh- and it's a scam, it doesn't show up. You spent nine bucks. Lesson learned. Right. Uh, and if it does show up, I'm going to buy every box they have at nine dollars. You know. Um, but it was like, no, it won't ship without being a hundred dollars. So now defense, like, defense dad says he was able to get a hundred rounds of 45 ACP today for 50 more bucks, 22 a box. So he didn't think that was bad. Wish he could have gotten more. Um, that's not bad at all. Uh, that's bad about, that's, that's, that's better than even normal times. Yeah. I sold, um, I sold some a few months back. Um, it, I yeah, found, I found that I had some, I had a thousand rounds of 45 ACP in 110 boxes of 100 round boxes. Um, and I just did a quick search online, went with Midway USA. Of course it was out of stock, but it was $74.99 a box, I think. And so I threw them up on a forum, uh, a few boxes. I didn't, wasn't going to get rid of all of them, but I thought I'll, you know, turn loose of some. I was looking at buying this buck mark and a couple other things. And I thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll do that. If you know if somebody needs it, I'm not looking to rake anybody over coals at a hundred dollars a box or 150 a box. If Midway's got them, then, you know, I think that's a fair asking price and, and people can negotiate, right? It's kind of what I figured. Sure. And people message my good lord i got 80 billion messages over that and people could not believe they're like man it was so cheap why is it so cheap and i'm like hey i just looked on <laughs> i looked online that's what midway said it was going for and that was well, 70 that was 75 dollars 100 so 54 dollars 100 is a, yeah there's yeah. no doubt it's a great buy absolutely um weston out there says um what do y'all think of the remington ammo coming online Here's the thing. They've been online since January. It's right. only about an hour and 15 minutes from me. Right. But what they've had to do in the first three months, the first quarter of the year, was catch up on um, contract orders that were kind of debunked because of the shutdown last year. So they were catching up. They've been going strong since January, but they had to catch up on some contracted orders that, they needed to do they're just now coming in the public so yeah it's already starting to hit and I, what i do like what, what vista's doing which i respect um i don't say i like but i respect what Vista's doing they're gonna they're keep calling it remington you know yeah and it's calling it federal or whatever that they're gonna it's remington why would they and not they already they know. already own they already own federal cci american eagle mm-hmm. blazer why would they not keep it remington right well, and I just assumed that it'd probably be fall under one of the federal flags uh, or whatever. But I, I am glad that the Remington name isn't leaving the market. Yeah. Um, I, I I respect that. But yeah, do I think it's going to? Uh, do I think it's going to help? Absolutely, it's going to yeah. help because they're running twenty four seven right now. They've hired a shit ton of people and they are running twenty four seven. So yes, will that help? It will help 
the supply. What needs to stop happening are motherfuckers out there hoarding this shit. I say hoard. I'm not, I don't care about. The I don't hoarding. even. Yeah, I don't even care about hoarding. If you're keeping it, buying it. Yeah, and then turning it right back around and selling it for high ass fucking prices. Yeah, those motherfuckers are the problem. Yeah, yeah, I don't got a problem if you're buying it and you're you know stocking it up down in your bunker or whatever. Man, more power to you. I don't you know I don't even got a problem with that. But when you're going out and buying it, and I know people that are doing this, they're literally they're in a line six o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, with ten friends at at six thirty in the morning. They're sitting in the car taking pictures and posting it online for sale for five yeah. times the price or whatever. And it's yeah. like, stop it, it for $15 a box with nine millimeter and they're selling it. It for, you know, $50. Well, and they're going in in groups. They're, they're going in. They, in, got, in they got 10 buddies and then they're, they're, splitting, buying the, they're splitting. Yeah. The they're buying yeah. a pallet up in mm-hmm. no time. Yeah. And then they're all going out. One guy is, is selling it and splitting the money with, they're basically splitting it with everybody else. So it's, Yep. Yeah, it's it's horrible. But you know, what do you do? It happens every single time. Every single time. Every single time this you know, we have one of these spells, it it happens, you know. It will fix itself, but it's gonna take some time. It'll take a year. I remember twenty thirteen, the whole year of twenty thirteen, around here at least, you couldn't find twenty two LR or nine. So and it fixed itself. What what's gonna be funny to me the per the people that this happens to it won't be funny is I remember 2013 and I remember the people that bought the $3,000 AR 15s sure, and then sure. their baby needed diapers a year later or whatever it was their new, their newborn or whatever. And they went to sell that $3,000 AR 15 and they found out real quick that uh, it's worth about 600 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. which I mean, they, they got to buy $600 worth of diapers. And so that's more important, I guess, than, than, you know, getting your money back at the end of the day. But it's still sad that you, that you made a really bad investment like that. So what gets me this go around, it won't be AR 15s. What it'll be this go around is the people that bought ammo from the scalpers to stack up. And then they're going to get into a situation later on to where I need to get rid of that ammo and yeah, it's 15 cents around now, not a dollar. Right. And yeah, and, and see, that's where the difference is between 2013 is the supplies here. Yeah. The, the supply of ammo is out there. It's just, it's the market's being controlled by assholes at this point. 2013, the supply just wasn't there. Like they couldn't get ammo, you know. Um, the big box stores are getting the ammo. But you've got people that know the delivery times and cycles that when the ammo, it's Tuesday and Thursday every week or whenever it is, and they know. And like yeah. you said, they're up there at six o'clock in the morning just waiting for that in there, and it's gone. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's sad. That that's the difference between now and 2013, but it will fix itself. And oh, it yeah. sounds bad, but you want to know how to fix it. It sounds bad. Don't buy that shit from them. Because eventually, if you don't buy it from them, they'll have to naturally stop dropping prices to where people will buy it. So, yep. But people get so, the problem is people get so scared and afraid. And I'll give you an example. Somebody in the chat earlier said, Jared, Guns and Gadgets was live talking about some leaked documents from the ATF. And so he's over there and I'm sure he's winding a bunch of people up. 
But here's the thing. The ATF can't change rules in the middle of the night in the dark in a smoky room. They have to publish that stuff in the federal register and give a comment period and time for all that to go through. So you're going to know. You're going to know when that's – you're going to have plenty of heads up that something's coming down the pipe uh, before it comes down the pipe. So the, this – deal where you've got to run out all of a sudden and it doesn't matter what you got to pay. I got to get a bunch of it because, you know, why? Like, really? John Jay says a lot of scalpers out there at the gun show, his local gun show, selling baggies of 10 millimeters for 75 bucks. Now, that being said, depends on how big the baggies are. That actually might not be a bad deal. <laughs> That's true, but I bet they're little bitty ones. Yeah, I think they are too. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that in Tulsa, and what we what we what we come to to discern from it was that people were buying up at Academy and places like that, and those places have security seals on their ammo. It's real easy to spot if somebody is scalping. Um, and what they did was they were buying it like that and then putting it in baggies. That's uh, that way it didn't didn't quite look so bad. Yeah. And um, most people, most people wouldn't know that, honestly. That's what it is. Time bags of ten millimeter. That's funny. That needs What's to be what, a t-shirt. What two rounds? Probably, yeah. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Dime bag. Dope man, dope man. The guys handing out baggies at ten millimeter. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, fifty round bags. There you go. Fifty round bags for seventy five bucks. He said fifty round bags of ten millimeter for seventy five bucks. So yeah, it's been an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, it has. We haven't even talked shit about the topic. So I'll yeah, we get, did. Did we? Mm-hmm. A little bit, not yeah. much. It was more. Fun. We get down rabbit holes, especially when the two of us start talking. I hope it was enjoyable. I had fun talking. Um, it is what it is, but sometimes it's nice just to talk. And we went down the roads that the the, the chat took us. We'll put we'll blame it all on the chat. Let's go over and check real quick. Let's go check Twitter and see if there's any any uh, ghost tweets over there yet. Um, let's see here. What in the hell? I uh, think I might have a call come in. Let's answer this. Nice. Armed Citizen Podcast. Who's this? Hey, Trey, this is Pat Hirsch. How are you guys doing? What's tonight? up, Pat? How you doing, brother? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just enjoying the snow on the ground here out in the great state of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm not sure if Mother Nature knows if it is April 20th yet or not so right. I, I don't know she might be a little confused right at the moment <laughs> right but it is nebraska and anything can happen so but no i just wanted to get in and uh kind of give you what the topic was tonight i just wanted to let you guys know yeah. uh wife got a ruger max nine and then i got a smith and wesson uh the plus uh nine millimeter plus yes how do you uh, like sorry, them eat both of them Randall. You like the, the oh, Max I, 9 and the Plus. So I'm interested in both of them. Oh, the uh, Ruger, the wife absolutely loves because okay. the grip is not too harsh on it versus the Smith & Wesson, which is a little bit more stippled and a little bit more grippy yeah. versus 
you know, the Ruger. And, uh, but no, she absolutely loves that. And I absolutely love my Smith and Wesson. So, I, yeah, I got a no, chance both to handle them. both of them in Tulsa. Didn't, obviously, didn't get to shoot them, obviously, but got to handle them both. And, and um, to me, I, I like the stippling on the the Smith the Shield. Thought it felt much better. Uh, but I'd say what that Max Nine felt good in my hand. That, that felt really good. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, and that's what my wife said um, because it's, it was just a little bit narrower yeah. for her hands on the Max. And that's why that was one of the main reasons that she really liked it. And plus, what really sold on it was the uh, high vis front sight. She said she could pick up on that front sight once she got done with the round and come back down on it on the muzzle flip. And she said, I could just pick right back up on it again. So, yeah, that both really good guns. I mean, I, I would urge everybody out there to go out there and take a look at both of those because they are good guns. So um, I hopefully here after a bit, maybe we will be looking at a uh, Hellcat here okay. just to kind of do a little bit more of a comparison video. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, go on the topic and say that, uh, yeah, all we did when we first got our guns is we just checked, made sure that they were clear and free, and uh, we just shot them. And they've been running great ever since, and we've probably put, oh, about – 300 rounds through the Smith and about 200 through the Max 9 and uh, haven't had any problem, but when she shot the Smith & Wesson, um, she didn't like the texture and the grip, and I don't think she was holding on as tight with the, uh, uh, the Ruger Max, and uh, we actually had a jamage, and, but think that had to do with uh limp wristing on it so because sure. once she got done with that we reloaded it it ran just fine and i haven't had any problems with it since then so yeah it's um i i've like i said i was telling clover that i had several guns that i was looking at I was looking at apx i was looking at uh, plus a max nine and a walther pdp I didn't figure that the PDP, the Max 9, or the Shield were going to be anywhere near reasonable price at Wanamaker because they're new. That's why I felt like I could probably get APX. Even the APXs were high, but uh, they were, if you found a Shield, a PDP, they were well over $1,000 each, and it was like, come on. So uh, I'll wait a little bit, but I'm excited about both wow. of those guns, both of those guns, uh, I'm looking forward to the Max 9 and the the, the Shield. I, I would like to get my hands on a PDP, um, but honestly, um, you know, I've got a PPQ that is one of my favorite guns that I own, period, of any kind. Um, and I just don't think that, I'm, I'm sure the PDP is great, but for me, I I'm perfectly happy with my PPQ and I'll bring Clover in and ask him. I know you were talking about well last night with snob, but you know, when it comes down to the PDP, is that something that you're looking forward to or are you, cause you have the, you have the full size PPQ. So the PP, the PDP is basically the same size. Is it not? Clover might've stepped away. Right. No, I'm not. But I mean, yeah. the, the PDP is, yeah. there's so many different, 
types of the PDP. That's one of the things. With what the I'm PDP. Is, is, that, is that something that you're looking forward to, or are you just going to kind of be happy with your PPQ? That's like, I'm going to stick with the PPQ. My, my experience yeah, with the PDP, my experience with the PDP, mileage may vary because you talk, we talk about trigger pull and there's eight different functions or aspects of a trigger pull. So everybody's different in what they, they consider good. Um, right. But the PPQ trigger to me is better than the PDP. So I'll stay with the P there's no reason for me to swap on to the to the PDP from the PPQ. Plus, I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of the way the slide is on the PDP. I prefer the slide design, that tapered design on the PPQ. So but that's me. But I get why the PDP is that way, because yeah. it's more conducive for the optics ready, which is the niche trendy thing right now. Yeah. So this is something, this is actually a true. Uh, GG23 says, my question is, is why do potheads and others go crazy on about 420? Um, so when I was in the Marine Corps back in the 90s, um, and if you're about my age or older, you'll remember this, <clears throat> but the whole 420 started in California. Um, and that was Proposition 420 in California to legalize marijuana back in the 90s. And it was the first of any state in the country to have a bill. Obviously, it did not go through, um, but it was Proposition 420. That's where the 420 came about was Proposition 420 um, that they were trying to be the first state to legalize marijuana. And it, I don't think it went through, obviously, but uh, but that's where the whole 420 comes with pot is back in the 90s. Proposition 420. So, and people don't put a lot of thought to the last part of his thing about it being the birthday um, of a horrible person or something. People yeah. don't put a lot of thought into things. I mean, think about, yeah. for example, moms demand action. Seriously. You yeah. named an organization that seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, so depends on the mom. I mean, the action can be fun. This is Just true. Something. This is true. Um, like uh, oh. Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom had it going on. Who was that? Kathy Ireland? No, no, no. It wasn't Kathy Ireland. It was. Um, uh, she was married to Rod Stewart. Yeah. Rod there Stewart's chick. Yeah. Oh man, man. I'm drawing yeah. a blank. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Dang it! Yeah. Yeah. I I should know. I should know. I should know that name. Somebody out there in the chat knows. They'll put it up in a minute. Let's go to the Google Buble. Um, Rod Stewart wife rachel hunter rachel hunter there you go there you go. yeah baby oh yeah, yeah. yep yeah. awesome yeah uh i you were saying about the uh price on the guns there um yeah. i actually got mine at a local gun shop up here in nebraska mm. which probably oh about an hour and a half away from me um i picked mine up with tax in nebraska for about five hundred and sixty dollars on both. Really? Yeah, they were about a thousand. Uh, I think one was eight ninety nine. I want to say that was the Shield was eight ninety nine. The Max Nine was like nine seventy five. Or uh, Walther yeah. was like nine hundred. So they're all around a thousand dollars. And he was like, "Come on." Right. What's probably happened is they were buying. They probably bought them for five ninety nine. And they were trying to sell them for make some money off of it, but oh my god, it was yeah, make it was a lot bad. of money. Yeah, it's bad. It was yeah, bad. 
I don't got a problem with making money. It's the, it's the no, no problem. so here's my thing. Get, going back to the ammo and the and the scalpers, the what I call Walters. I don't have a problem with this. It'd be interesting to see where other people fall because we we don't all have the capability to show up at Academy or Walmart or Bass Pro or whatever at six o'clock in the morning or six thirty in the morning and wait around. Right? There are people that are retired. They whatever they have the freedom to be able to do that. Here's what I don't have a problem with. I would not have a problem with somebody going into Bass Pro. They buy you know, let's say theoretically they've got three boxes of nine millimeter there. They can get right going directly out in the parking lot and marking it up, say $5 a box for the, convenience, no for the convenience of, I did not have to stand in line. They're out gas. They're out a little bit of time. I totally get that. They're, 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 you know, comp, you know, getting that back compensation. For no that, whatever. problem whatsoever. You know, I don't that. have a problem. And there are people that this needs to be said because I know people that do this. There are people that do that. They're charging a very nominal fee because to them oh, it's yeah. fun, it's fun, and they're able to help the community out. They're able to help other guys out by doing that, by being able to go every morning. And they go and get their donuts and coffee anyway in the morning, and they're out and about. It's, so it's, did they pay for their not, gas or whatever? Right. No problem. It's with not that. that big a deal. So that right. pays for their that pays for their coffee and donuts in the morning, and maybe the gas they spend. Right. And they're hel actually helping the community out. They're helping other guys Absolutely. out. And I don't mind that. I don't want to confuse those guys with the guys that are charging five times the price. Right. Yeah. The guy that buys them for 15, right. selling for 20. I'm good. It's the guy they're buying for 15 and selling them for 75. Don't have yeah. time for that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Actually, I've got a little story on that. Um, there is a uh, retired uh, farmer. Uh, just south of the border of me uh, down here in Kansas, and uh, he became a uh, FFL, and he gets in a lot of ammo. And, you know, when he gets it in, he's going that 2, 3 o'clock in the morning when they update their websites and stuff in the morning, and he's going on there, and he's getting some of the best prices, and he's getting in a lot of it. So he's actually getting some discounts on some of this stuff. Right. But he's not jacking the price up so dang hard, just like what Clover was saying, that it's unobtainable for everybody else. Because, you know, a guy like me, I'm a farmer rancher. I don't have time to go to a sporting goods store or an outlet or somewhere to get that ammo whenever the truck unloads and puts it out there. So he's actually doing the guys in Nebraska and Kansas service, you know, just by getting it in bulk and he's getting a lot of it, trust me. And, uh, he may only be raising the price like, you know, two, three bucks a box. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of his hobby now he's retired. You know, he, he, uh, you know, uh, he's down in his basement. He's got, you know, firearms and ammo and stuff like that. But I think that's great because it's for guys like me where I just can't go stand in line and wait to go get that stuff. It's the other guys that take it, double the freaking price, and everybody else is buying it. because, And that's just sending everything through the freaking roof. So that's my two cents on it anyway. Absolutely. Um, hold on. I want to do this. Should have done that earlier on the phone, Pat Hirsch. There you go. So, uh, 
take that off now. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have that on there for people to call. I can put their names in there real quick, you know, try to give you a little shout out. Because people, people might be listening or watching this and they're like, well, who the hell's talking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's this mysterious voice in the background? <laughs> right. um, so, Stephen Elder, you ain't right, bro. Um, but I'll go to that. Elder says that he's going to start his own gentleman's club called Glock Girls. They're going to wear skimpy tactical gear only. Uh, he's already got some stage names with uh, Beretta Be- Betty, Remington Ronda, Winchester Wendy. I'll tell you what. If you want some really good stories involving Glock and strippers, read Glock the Ri- Rise of America's Gun. Read it. Read the book. It's an yeah. excellent read. It will give you tons of insight. Might even give you a totally um, different perspective on Glock and a different appreciation for Glock in, in many different ways. But, yeah, strippers and, and Glock, yeah, that, that's kind of synonymous, especially back in the late 80s. Back in the eighties, yeah, and I think that if you're a Glock hater, you should be required to read that book before you say you hate Glocks. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Pat, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, everything else good? You got anything else uh, you want to talk about? You got you got an open mic, man? No, no. Just wanted to uh, just let you know what we did with the uh, two guns awesome. and. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be doing a uh, comparison video here side-by-side side on the pros and the cons here uh, just shortly here in the next week or two. Just kind of do a heads-up comparison, see what she likes versus the Smith versus the Max, you know, and vice versa, you know, on that. So, yeah, so be looking for that on my channel. Sorry, shameless plug. But <laughs> no, it's all good. No, just wanted to uh, say thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, y'all have a good one. Thanks, Clover. Appreciate it, buddy. Later. Have a good one. You too, Pat. We'll see you soon, man. That was uh, Pat Hurst, so go check his channel out and all of that. Um, Someone says someone just sent that book to to Rob up New York Outcast. Rob, my own one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, a couple hours into this, we had a good chat. Um, I know you've got some podcasts coming up and all sorts of stuff. You want to tell people what's what, what you got coming up? Because I know you're, you're going to be pretty busy the next week or so. You know, yeah, I've got excess sites on tomorrow, and the next Wednesday I've got Walter in the house. Um, Cody in. But it's kind of some breaking news, something I'm working on now. It's been... We had, what, two or three seasons of The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then COVID hit, and there was just all sorts of other weird things going on. Um, I've been approached by a shooting sports organization uh, and may be starting to work out some details to, I don't know if to indefinitely, you know, start that back up or not, but at least get another season. Right. Done. That'd be awesome. So yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping so. So everybody heard that here first. Uh I'm working on that. I, not that it's gonna happen or anything, but uh it looks promising. We gotta nail down some of the details. So yeah, look for that. Um I did not drop a video today. Why? Because I always I don't always, but quite often I forget. But yeah, here shortly I'll probably drop the last one from Wanamaker. Hmm. And then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Uh, on but the you channel, we had a podcast today, so that counts as your content for the day. Too, so. I guess, but I still, I'm, I'm, I try to drop stuff fairly regular. But Tuesday, it's just I don't know what it is about Tuesday. It's like 
I, I can't I can't get on the ball with stuff. I, I forget crap way too often. So, but it's usually uh, like your hump day, you know, it's just one of those weird days. But anyway, yeah, here shortly there will be a the last, like I said, the last of the Wanamaker videos will drop. If you didn't catch the last one I released on the antique ammo, check that out. Some pretty cool old school ammunition there. So, uh, yeah, that's really, that's all I, I have quite honestly, maybe some more interesting news next week. I can talk about definitely give, if you're in Texas, uh, give that, uh, Senator Sigler and, uh, Dan Patrick a call and get on their rear ends and your senators and let's keep the pressure on them to get constitutional carry onto the, the, 19 HB 1927 onto the Senate floor. Uh, that's the hurdle right now. The hurdle is not, will it pass or, you know, we're, we're, who cares about that right now? We've got to get it to the floor. Um, and so let's, uh, let's put, keep the pressure, keep the pressure on because from what I'm hearing, they're under a lot of pressure right now, which is great. Let's keep it on. So, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be doing a video in the next, couple weeks i I don't want to do once there's just three or four bills that are going through right now and once they're all signed or whatever um i'll do a kind of a big one here in arkansas but really excited about arkansas right now uh really really awesome stuff at at least the sentiment and the message being sent um from our state is is pretty awesome and there's a lot of states especially in this part of the country that are doing the same so i know that tennessee's got uh, I think they got permitless carry starting here in July or something. Um, I know Oklahoma's got a two-way sanctuary going through Texas. Always, this, this whole area is really putting up the the flag of the two-way and saying, let's do this. So really proud to live in this part of the country for sure. Um, Saturday, um, Saturday probably won't have – I may have a video Thursday. Um I'm going to be busy tomorrow. Um, <coughs> but Saturday will be the release of the first. If you're a patron or a YouTube channel member, you've already had it for a couple of days. Um, but Saturday will be the release of the first video of the LPVO series. And this one is going to be kind of discussing what actually is an LPVO and go through some of the, the focal planes and the benefits of a, an LPVO, just a general, and we're going to start breaking it down into a bunch of stuff coming up on it. But the first one of the series of the LPVO series comes out Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and once again, um, next Tuesday, we will not have anything going on. It is my 25th wedding anniversary. So I figured uh, I might want to do something with the family that night. So uh, no, it's uh, we're going to, we're not going to be here next Tuesday and all of that so um yeah we're gonna do that got a couple confirmations in the last oh three days caught some awesome guests coming up on the jarhead podcast so looking forward to that um awesome guests that are coming up um so yeah excited about that and we're we're just diving in like i said saturday's the first video of the lpvo series and this is going to be anywhere from 12 to 20 different videos on this entire this whole series it's going to last the rest of the year doing bunch of different stuff but uh yeah i've got I've got four of the six lpvos that have already come in 
I uh, got one from Bushnell, one from Axion, one from Monstrum, and one from Swamp Fox. And I'm still waiting on a couple more to come in. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing individual videos on all of those. We'll be doing comparisons and price point, then doing comparisons. I've got two one to fours, two one to sixes, and two one to eights. So we'll be doing comparisons on across the board of different magnifications and price point. And then just within magnifications, uh, maybe even within single uh, um, uh, first focal plane and second focal plane, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, reticle, single different videos on reticles. Also, there's going to be all sorts of stuff to where we're looking. But what we've done is we've we've gone out and gotten all of these LPVOs um, are all going to be under $500. And so we, we could have gotten the loopholds and the night forces and, and a lot of those uh, ATNs that are $1,500, $2,000, for an LPVO. But we went with products that um, we know are good, but under that $500 kind of cap. And so looking forward to that as well. There's a lot of great companies putting a lot of quality products out there for half the price or a third of the price as some of the other ones. So, yeah um pat says enjoyed the tonto podcast yeah that was that was fun it, it kind of I, I didn't realize it till the end that it was crackling there towards the end because he's having a storm and i was having a storm so it is what it was but if you guys haven't watched the last jarhead with tonto um you know, chris i mean it, sorry clover knows him um as well and but and every time we all get around each other it, it's 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 hilarious because tonto is a really a really funny funny individual um and so we got we he let his hair down a little bit and told us a couple stories that are hilarious, uh, talking about shitting himself and all sorts of cool fun stuff. But yeah, if you haven't watched that, uh, you're gonna see some really cool stuff and learn some stuff about Tonto as well. So um, let's see here. Louisiana has a pro toy bill going through. That's great. That's awesome. There's a lot of it going around. Um, if you live in a state that got some pro toy stuff going through. You know, we always talk about this, and, and Clover and I talk about this all the time, but um, privately, but we always talk about, hey, make sure you contact your congressman, tell them that you want them to vote yes and all that. Sometimes it's nice to call your congressman and say, hey, thank you for voting yes or voting no against this anti-two-way. Um, they probably don't get to hear the thank yous. They just hear before the vote, hey, make sure you vote on this or we're going to find someone else that will or whatever. Sometimes it's nice to, and, and, and this is one of those things where last week um, I sent an, an email um, to um, Congressman um, Schaefer in Texas, Representative Schaefer, I don't comment, but Representative Schaefer in Texas. I don't even live in Texas. Even when I did, I didn't live in Tyler, so it had nothing to do with my life. And I just sent him an email and said, I watched um, with a friend of mine, I watched your uh, the stream of, the uh the markup there in the, in the house floor for uh 1927 and i just said thank you for standing your ground and, and i was you know I'm, I'm proud to be a texan still at heart but uh sometimes it's nice for them to hear that the thank yous uh as well because sometimes we talk about make sure you tell them who's the boss and all that sometimes it's nice to say hey you did your, you did a good job i appreciate that so yeah interesting um you got anything else you want to close in on uh, before we head out? Not really. Working on getting right. this video video out within the next couple of minutes. That's about it for me. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for everyone that has stayed with us for two hours. 
live. We appreciate you if you're watching in replay or listening in podcast form. The conversation does not have to stop. Utilize the comment section below. If you are listening in podcast form and you like what you're hearing, hit that little follow button. And if it gives you the option of maybe leaving us a rating, it does help. Uh, I had some interesting news, and Clover was there when I uh, I got an email um, a couple weeks ago that the Jarhead podcast ranked number 38, 38 on the, I, uh, the Apple podcast rankings for that week in Chile. But why the hell people are listening to the Jarhead podcast in, in Chile? I don't know. But I thought that was kind of cool. I got, I, well, I got this saying that I ranked in the top so, 50, 38 of Apple podcasts in Chile. The Jarhead podcast did. So maybe Ooh. or maybe people are confused and they think Chile comes in jars. The, the country Chile, yes. It's, yes. A, it's, a, it's an algorithmic. Not, what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is it's an algorithmic error. It's an algorithmic anomaly, I think, is what happened because it's yeah, thinking no it's, thinking it's chili in a jar is what they're thinking, right? Yeah, there's no way no one's listening to my shit down there. Uh, they don't listen <laughs> to up here, much less down chili. Some of the things are some of the things are unexplainable. Like I've got like the the shorts I've got with that forty four forty is absolutely blowing up. The yeah. number one number one country, India. Like, seriously? Really? Yeah, it's like apparently a, a new birdie 4440 single action revolver is the bee's knees in India, I guess. I don't know. I don't get it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, so that, sometimes it's just you just take it when you get it, right? You say, hey, that's freaking cool. That's what else can you do? Yeah, I'm trying to find this email because when I read it, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> right. As I didn't read it first about Chile, I was like, oh, here we go. So uh, I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, a Jarhead podcast, has have been performing great in Apple Podcast rankings in the last 30 days. Position number 38, the data is provided by blah, 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 blah. And it says number 38, and then I didn't see it right below it. It says parentheses, chili. Happy podcasting, Carlos. Don't know who Carlos is, but Carlos sent me an email saying that I'm ranked number 38 in Apple Podcasts for the last 30 days. That was on April 7th in Chile. Thought that's pretty damn cool. Maybe they just yeah. received Apple Podcasts down there, wow. and yeah. yeah, who knows? But uh, that's it was it was just like what the hell, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Anyways, that was exciting. So thanks to all that for uh, listening and all that. Check out all of the. Uh, Armses and podcasts around there. Check out uh, the Jarhead podcast. Go check out Clover Tax channel. There's a lot of great content creators out in the chat. Tons. So go check out them. <laughs> Just darn near every one of them. Quite. Yeah. There's damn near everyone that's doing some kind of content out there, which is awesome. That not necessarily was the case four or five years ago. Exactly. Which um, is cool. It's very cool. Which is really awesome. So, um, yeah. But thank you so much for watching live. Uh, I love the chat. It was a great chat. Uh, and like I said, if you're watching the replayer podcast, leave those comments, ask those questions, give us a thumbs up or follow whatever it is on podcast. If they give you a rating, give us a rating that does help in the algorithm as well. That's kind of how they do it over there, download it or whatever. It's interesting because they talk about downloads 
And people will say, well, I don't know how many downloads. I don't have that many downloads or whatever. I'm like, bro, don't worry about the downloads. Because I was talking to a guy that said that for every download, there's like nine listens. Right. They track the downloads, but there's a shit ton of people listening. They just don't download it. I don't download podcasts. I just listen. When I'm done, I walk away. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's that's a great thing. So thank you so much, Clover. As always, thanks, brother, for joining. Yep. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys. Um, we'll see you tomorrow at all, probably, but uh, we'll probably see you Thursday night on Clover's Nerd Chat at 8 Central. And on Friday night, I'll be a guest on a regular Gun Guys show, a new show that he's kind of starting up. Um, A-R-double-G. A-R-double-G. Uh, at 8 o'clock Central Friday night as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. And uh, thanks for watching Simplify.